Welcome to YFC Now with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. Welcome again to the YFC Now show. This is the place where we talk about our youth and their culture and how we can reach our youth with the great news of Jesus Christ. Thanks for your support for Youth for Christ and thanks for listening to the radio show. If you ever have questions for us at YFC, asking what YFC is doing now or where we're at, you can always call our phone number, 237-4741, or visit our website, yfcnow.org. We have a list of our ministry locations. There are over 40 now. About 30 of those are middle school and high school campuses where we support on-campus clubs and, of course, where we host Campus Life, Campus Life Middle School, Campus Life High School activities. And our other ministry sites are out in the community, whether it's the uh, Juvenile Justice Campus in Fresno or the Madera Juvenile Detention Centers, uh, or whether it's working with teen parents or teen dads, dads or moms, and urban kids, uh, folks living downtown around the YFC headquarters at 1401 Divisadero. Uh, By the way, I will mention that uh, every second Friday of the month, so in May, it's going to be May 11th, we have something we call See the Story. We'd love to have folks from the community come in and see the story of Youth for Christ, find out what we're doing, how we're reaching kids, and you'll find out, uh, meet some of our great ministry staff as they tell stories about life transformation. And this is a actually a free lunch. There aren't very many free lunches in life, but this one is. See the Story uh, is sponsored by Chipotle, wonderful uh, food that they provide for us. And we usually have 8 or 10 or maybe even 12 folks come in for See the Story to uh, uh, hear what we're doing. And if you call an RSVP, we'll hold a place for you. And you can come from noon to 1. We get you out the door by 1 so you can get back to work or whatever you're doing. And uh, you'll, you'll have a quick snapshot of what YFC is all about today. We'd love to hear your stories as well. We have a Facebook page. You can look up Fresno Madera Youth for Christ and like our Facebook page. And you can post just stories about your involvement in Youth for Christ. Maybe you were involved in Campus Life in the past. Maybe you were at the gigantic Hoover Campus Life Club, which we always hear about and remember. Um, By the way, uh, right now we are working with a family to possibly reopen Hoover Campus Life. We're very excited about that. We talked with Jonathan Blessy, one of our team who's uh, working in the Campus Life staff, and that may be a possibility for uh, the next school year. So great things happening. We'd love to tell you about that. And uh, again, the YFC Now website will tell you where we're located with our ministries, and uh, you can uh, connect with us and support us in that way as well. Well, uh, kind of an interesting subject today. Uh, As the executive director of YFC, I am oftentimes asked uh, how we support the ministry and if we have, for example, an endowment fund or uh, something like that set up where we can endow or fund the work of Youth for Christ. We actually do have a, uh, a small endowment fund, and we also have been answering questions about estate planning. We, uh, at Youth for Christ, sometimes people do leave uh, some funding in their will, in their estate, in their trust for the ministry of Youth for Christ. And that has been incredible. That has been a a blessing to our ministry. It helps us reach kids for Christ. And it's a great way for people to leave a legacy 
when they go to be with Jesus. And uh, we have benefited from that. We have felt that that component of funding our ministry is so important that we have taken the time and effort to set up a plan where people can actually uh, do an estate inventory. And we provide a service of putting that together for people. YFC USA is our national office, and they have uh, put a staff member uh, on this project of helping people create estate designs. Whether or not money is left to Youth for Christ, we are doing this as a ministry to help people plan their estates. And uh, there's, there's no obligation, there's no expectation that funding is left to Youth for Christ in particular. But we um, are finding that it is a really important issue in this day and age because of the nature of funding ministries. You know, um, I'm going to tell you some facts and figures here that are really astounding. Um, People have for a long time been funding ministries just with their uh, personal money and uh, extra that they have left over after their church tithe. I know our ministry has benefited from people giving month after month, year after year, over and above what they give to their local church. And what's interesting is the times are changing, culture is changing, and I'm going to tell you some statistics that will really probably amaze and surprise you. Um, You know, the generations that are older now really learned how to be good stewards. Those who grew up in the Depression area, those who lived through World War II, uh, those folks really uh, carry the the burden of supporting Youth for Christ and other ministries in the Fresno Madera area. Here is an amazing statistic. 70% of all wealth in the hands of believers worldwide is in the United States. The United States has 70% of all the wealth that believers own. And this has fueled a, quite an unprecedented spread of the gospel because folks in the U.S. have been good stewards of, of that money and have furthered the gospel around the world. That's why in the past century, uh, the bulk of missionaries were from the United States. Of course, that's changing as as other countries uh, where the gospel has taken root are sending missionaries around the world as well, and some even to our country. But uh, the U.S. has historically fueled that spread of the gospel around the world. Uh, this stewardship m- mostly has flowed from disposable income. Right now, that's largely in the hands of of folks ages 50 to 65 years old, maybe even those over 65. That disposable income is is, uh, there because the kids are out of college, house and the cars are paid off. Uh, Sometimes these folks who are under 65 are still working full-time, so they've got an income, but they've also got savings. Now here's the challenge. While this group of stewards has been supporting all the ministries uh, in in the country and around the world, that group of stewards is shrinking rapidly. Uh, as we know, those in what we call the silent generation, born between 1925 and 45, there are 48 million in that age range. The boomers, the famous boomers, uh, are uh, there are 80 million strong. But again, they're, uh, they're born from uh, 1945 to maybe 1965. And so they're, they're getting older and retiring. And then in the X generation, born in ages uh, 19, early 60s to the 1980s, there are only 49 million in this generation. And this is the first generation 
to earn less than what their parents earned. So really we're seeing a change in our culture. We're seeing the group of stewards shrink uh, as they age. We're seeing the younger generation is smaller because of uh, slower birth rates. And they're also a generation that is earning less than their parents. And they also tend to give less. They are not uh, the same kind of, of the same stewardship mentality as the older generations. And I think we've been aware of this. Also, because of these demographic changes, where there used to be 14 adults in the U.S. workforce for everyone over 65, guess what? By 2050, there will only be three adults in the workforce for everyone over 65. We wonder why Social Security is in jeopardy. Um, those folks uh, who are in the workforce, those three adults for everyone over 65, will be earning less than their parents did first generation to earn less than their parents. Also, taxes will be going up. They'll be going up to support increases in Medicare because there will be more people over 65 than there are uh, for those in the workforce. You know, what we see through in, at Youth for Christ is that the giving to God's work is poised to be shrinking and shrink rapidly uh, unless, we, unless we do something different. And we also feel that God's hand is all over this and he is preparing something different for funding our ministry and other ministries. And that's because we think there's a window of opportunity involving legacy or, or charitable giving through endowments and uh, estate planning and legacy gifts. So here's why we think that estate planning and legacy gifts are so critical to funding future ministry. Uh, first of all, we think there's been really kind of a divine veil over our tax code. In 1969, Congress radically uh, changed or overhauled the tax code so that money could be left uh, upon one's death. It could be left to charities and uh, family members. Congress has gone back 12 times to change it, but have never been able to do this. It's really the only tax shelter in our federal tax code uh, charitable giving is really the only solid tax shelter that hasn't been taken away. It's the only capital gains tax avoidance tool. It's the only estate tax avoidance tool. It's the only income tax avoidance tool for retirement plans. And it's the only generation skipping tax avoidance tool. So this is at death, this money can be passed without significant uh, tax implications. And why do we think this is happening? We believe that um, God is fully aware of the culture changes and uh, the decreased number of workers in the workforce to provide giving to charities. So we believe that this is how God is funding the next generation. Should the Lord tarry and, and not return for his people, this is how we believe God is going to do a lot of the funding of charities like ours. Here's some other interesting uh, facts and figures. The largest transfer of wealth ever is going to be taking place in this next generation. So in 1993, forecasters said that about $10 trillion would transfer. It's just an amazing, incomprehensible amount of wealth that will transfer from the folks who have earned and saved their money well and will be passed to their, uh, their families, their children, or to charitable organizations, or to the government by way of taxes or by way of probate. Because of the time value of money, some people are now forecasting that by 2055, uh, in about 40 years, 
134 trillion dollars will actually transfer uh, to again family members or charitable organizations. This is an incredible, incredible amount of money. This is unprecedented. So we at Youth for Christ, we want to deal with this changing culture, this changing climate, and we want to be able to talk with people and support them and help them to uh, design their estates if they choose to do that. So let me shift gears here just a little bit and talk about estate planning itself. Um, I would mentioned earlier in the program that Youth for Christ has now uh, set up a an arm of the ministry to support uh, estate design, estate planning. And we, we actually offer the service of doing an inventory of your estate plan uh, for no charge. We absorb that charge. We believe that uh, uh, if we can serve and minister in this way, it will help people get their, uh, their affairs in order for their charitable giving. And again, uh, this is not something we're doing, uh, trying to entice people to give to Youth for Christ in particular. I know I, for one, I want to see all kinds of funding go to all kinds of charitable organizations. You know, whether it's FCA or uh, InterVarsity or Campus Crusade or any other ministry that is sharing the gospel with people, I want to see that happen. I want to see those organizations funded. I'm concerned for the future as uh, folks give less and less out of their hearts and out of their income. I want to see these organizations funded so that we can perform the work that God called us to through Jesus Christ, sharing the great news and uh, sharing it from to all ends of the earth, uh, sharing the gospel. So estate design will help people transfer their wealth to not only their family members as needed, but also to charitable organizations without those funds getting uh, locked up and uh, taxed and locked up in probate. So we've offered this uh, estate planning service. If you'd like to take advantage of that, you can call us at YFC, and we'll be glad to tell you more about it. What, what is estate planning? Well, it's a process, and a lot of times people don't understand the estate design process, and so they don't want to mess with it. There's technical language. There's legality involved. It can be very overwhelming to look at trying to do a will or a trust and to set up your estate plan. Um, many professionals don't communicate in layman's terms, so it makes it difficult. And we are trying to help be an intermediary in that uh, with our estate design ministry. Uh, Sometimes it's not a priority for people. Many folks don't uh, prioritize estate design, and we find ourselves getting older. I know that I have kids, and I'm getting older. I'm not getting any younger. I've realized that I also need to really plan out my estate so that what I have will transfer to my kids and to the charities I want to support without any hitches. And so I've also entered into this estate design ministry so that I can make sure to have my affairs in order. Um, For many people, taxes and probate are a concern, um, but they are concerned so much so that they don't want to even think about it. And uh, they're concerned that about how their family members will uh, be treated at their death, and will will their family members be able to get their um, the things that they're passing to them, and so on. So, the priority of estate planning is really important and challenging for people. You know, due to a lack of awareness, many people have not even considered their estate plan. Um, they don't consider it part of stewardship, but really, it is stewardship. 
It's end-of-life stewardship, uh, passing our wealth to those people that we love and, and the organizations we care about. Sometimes people don't think of this stewardship as God's plan and design for, for the wealth that he's given us. And really it is. God is, uh, God is in charge of and owns everything. And so we should consider how to be best, the best stewards of our resources, uh, even at the end of our life. You know, not only is it a difficult process to understand sometimes, not only do we not prioritize these decisions until sometimes it's too late, but also we procrastinate. Well, it's confusing and it's, it's challenging. And we understand that. That's human nature. But sometimes people don't ever get around to planning their estates. I'm sure everyone uh, probably has a story of someone who passed away and there was confusion and frustration and even uh, battling over uh, where those possessions should go, where the money should go. Sometimes there's bills to be paid when someone passes away, end-of-life uh, medical care, funeral arrangements, and so on. And if those aren't dealt with and lined out in a, a trust or an estate plan, it can be very frustrating for those who are left behind. So procrastinating is not a great excuse, and it's something that we commonly do, but we're trying to help people not procrastinate by offering a, an estate design inventory. Well, what we want to do through our estate uh, design ministry is to help people express their, uh, their love for God by uh, being good stewards of their resources with our estates. Uh, we want to be able to help people transfer their estate in the way that they want without a bunch of red tape and to be able to give to individuals and charities and other beneficiaries and to help them become great stewards even at the end of their life. And uh, we want that to happen at the lowest possible cost for the person who's transferring the estate and with very few or no delays. You know, I, I, I said I have uh, my little children. I have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. And I just think, boy, I do not want them to end up in some kind of probate situation if my wife and I passed away. I want them to immediately go to the family that I've designated so that they will be taken care of immediately and it'll minimize the emotional strain. I have heard that if you don't have that lined out in your trust and in your state plan, that those kids officially become part of the probate system. In other words, my kids would become wards of the state until the state decides that they're good and ready to settle where they go. That scares me to death. I, I want my kids to be immediately in the loving arms of, of uh, relatives that would care for them. So that's kind of helped me open my eyes. You know, uh, what we do is in helping people come up with an estate plan is we help them walk through and think about their resources and how they want to transfer them. And we come up with a bound report about the estate. And then that estate design can be taken to a lawyer uh, because the estate design itself is not legally binding. But when that's taken to a lawyer, that can save a ton of money of, of legal fees because your plan is already written up. And then the lawyer can simply put a stamp of approval, make sure that those uh, resources are being stewarded to the right place that is legally binding and that you have a trust set up. In California, everything operates on a trust. The trust is like a bucket where everything is put in the bucket and then there's uh, rules and explanation of where that bucket should go. 
but the bucket is protected from taxes and probate. Then the will is like a little cup where all the leftovers go until those can be also put in the bucket of the trust. And that's kind of how we look at it in California. The trust is the big bucket where everything needs to go. And if you don't have a trust, you really need to go either through our ministry or to your preferred lawyer and set up a trust so that your uh, uh, resources will be stewarded well. The goal of creating an estate design is that when we are facing our death, we want to arrange for the transfer of our assets and our resources uh, to the individuals or charitable uh, interests who will continue to reflect our Christian lifestyle, our Christian values. And so we want to select those uh, individuals and those organizations carefully. Uh, we want to make the transfer in the most efficient and effective manner. That's, uh, again, just stewarding our resources to the best of our ability. There's really kind of uh, four steps in the estate design process. Step one is you want to set the priorities of your estate plan. You want to decide uh, what's your goal. And I believe stewardship really is the call of all Christians to be the main goal of our estate plan. Step two is to become familiar with the estate planning tools that you have available. I've offered up one here. If you want to take advantage of the Youth for Christ estate design tools, you can sure give us a call or connect with us through the website. Of course, you can visit your lawyer if you'd like and check into how what services they offer for estate design. Is to gather all the necessary and pertinent data that you have to put into your estate design. You want to have updated records and an estate inventory like we offer will help you do that. You want to hit all areas, any any uh, you know bank accounts or assets that you have. You want to be able to list those, make them very uh, clearly identified in your estate design. And you will probably need to revisit that and update it as you buy and sell or move assets or open bank accounts. You'll need to just keep that updated. And that's uh, that's also what a will is for, is to kind of keep things updated that you can later uh reassess for your trust. Um, step four is to seek competent counsel. You need, you need technical assistance in drafting legal instruments. Uh, we all do. It's You want to make sure you do that right. You can do an estate design like we offer first and then take that to your legal counsel and they will draft that and make it a binding legal document so that you're all set. I think what I want to just emphasize most here is that Estate planning and designing your estate is a spiritual act of stewardship. It is so critical to determine God's plan of stewardship for your estate. How can we find this? Well, once, once we've prayed about and talked with family members about it, even talked with uh, other, uh, other experts and folks that are involved in charitable organizations, um, you want to establish your philosophy of how you're going to pass your resources, transfer your resources on. And again, it's a stewardship issue. You know, here's a good um, soundbite or thought to remember when thinking about estate planning. People are more important than dollars. Okay, so we want to be aware of people's feelings and uh, be aware of all the people in our life that might be affected by this uh, transfer of resources or the failure to transfer the resources effectively. You know, at a death, it's really a time of emotional stress. And the last thing we want is burden and difficulty on the part of our loved ones. Decisions that could have been made while we're alive should be made so that the loved ones who are left behind do not have to deal with these things. 
Um, we want to think about the distribution of household goods and personal effects while we're still living. We want to think about and give careful consideration to who is the personal representative of the estate, you know, who will be the executor. And of course, you want to properly plan for the guardianship and trusts for minor children so that that will be handled over the life of that as that child grows older. Well, we've only just scratched the surface. I want to just encourage you that this is all about stewardship and we want to seek God's heart in what we do with our wealth now and when we come closer to the end of our lives. Well, there's been a lot of information here about stewarding God's resources effectively. If we can answer any questions, give us a call. And thank you for your support and thanks for supporting our youth. Have a great day. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our youth.